recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast, brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. We have knuckleheads in the house. Knuckleheads in the house. And the Bell Isle Rats. Bell Isle Rats also in the house. What's up, guys? Hey, hey. Let me switch over to gallery view so we can see everybody for a moment. Uh, Welcome to episode 556 of the Funny Music Podcast. And there goes the bagel. This is for February 11th of 2020. So, uh, yes, we have Belle Isle Rats. For the first time, we have the Knuckleheads in the house. Excited to be here. Welcome to the show, everybody. Jax is building Legos. Jax is building Legos. My Jax is upstairs chewing on a bone. (laughs) (laughs) What about the dog? Yeah, he's upstairs chewing on the bone. (laughs) All right, let's get caught up. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else, Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? No, he's right. So, Luke, what you been up to? Well, uh, I am very happy that I finally got... Oh, there's a kitty. Yep, there's (laughs) Kubert. He's just chilling. Hey, buddy. Who's up, boy? He wants attention. Now that I have just started doing something, of course he wants attention. He's going to sniff my hand and then go for a bite because he, he's, he can tell from his eyes he's in a playful mood of, oh, 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 eat it. Ah, 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 oh, bite. Oh, you're going to get me. He's your boy. Anyway. <laughs> um, Quality podcasting here, folks. Yes, <laughs> yes. All you people listening on the audio version, you can just imagine an orange cat attacking me. Anyway, um... Yeah, so I finally got the last bits of uh, 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 of early preliminary MarsCon preparation type stuff done, which was me typing up and sending off uh, one of my updates, which is, you know, about me in general, but also contains all the info, uh, you know, up to date about MarsCon. So I got that all done and put up at the MarsCon website and put up at my website, and... Um, yeah, I got the, the, you know, the video things done, and um, that was another thing. Oh, yeah, I did, and I sent an email off to um, to the person who I would uh, most like to get as next year's uh, music guest of honor, and I am waiting for a response from that act, so um, I have no idea what will become of that, but the point is that it's done, so I'm at a point where I can more or less uh, let things coast for a few weeks. Um you know, or at least a good couple of weeks uh, until it gets closer to the event and I can concentrate on other things like working on my uh, animatic. Um, so I got, to, I finally got some uh, groundwork done. I have the establishing shot <laughs> done, which took a few hours because it's like, you know, it, you know, I'm not a background artist. So, so I'm just trying to like, okay, I want to pick, put the, put the picture in my brain and put it on here as the establishing shot so everyone can see like, Okay, do y'all get what the environment looks like? Okay, good, because I'm not going to draw the rest of it for the entire rest of this thing. <laughs> so you can fill in the blanks yourself. Um, and I also designed the third character, uh, who's kind of more of the antagonist, a character named Aaron, and uh, shared that design with uh, uh, Kyle and Katie and, and Lindsay, and 
they gave me some feedback, so I'm going to do another uh, design based on some feedback from um, from Lindsay. But overall, uh, I'm, I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, and so basically, I'm about to get to the fun part of working on this animatic. But I, I also took some time out to do some to have some deep thoughts about you know I, you know talking about all this Mars con prep. The one thing that usually always falls to the wayside is you know prep of my own stuff, like my own concert and what I'm going to perform during the SmackDown thing and. Um, uh, I was really kind of, you know, torturing myself over the notion of <sighs> kitty. <laughs> ah, oh, mm. see that? Did you see that? You're going to be on the internet. <laughs> um, was um. Is that a lawyer? <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. I, I, during the span of this past week, I both talked myself into and then talked myself out of. Uh, getting my 12th album finished so that I could release it at Mars God. <laughs> because I put together all the tracks in a playlist that I would put on it, and I realized, like, oh, it's about an hour and eight minutes. All I have to do is, like, one or two more songs, and I could put this thing out. And because I was kind of, like, vibing for, you know, like, you know, I want something significant to happen this year, even though it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I realized, well, you know what? Going through all that effort would make a lot more sense if I saved it for Funkfest. Or, or even next year's Mars Cons uh, when, when we're in person, because if I'm going to get, even though physical CDs aren't the huge thing anymore, I do intend to make some of this album. So in either case, uh, you know, Fump Fest and, and Mars Con will both be in person. So it would make sense for me to put that off. But I did manage to go through a whole, like the past couple of years of song ideas I've had and whittle down and say like, okay, here's two song ideas I could potentially pull off between now and then without it screwing up. You know, it's like, all of like the big intense, you know, monster things that I do that y'all know me for. It's like okay, I'm not doing any of those. It's like what what what's what's what could I reasonably do in the next month? And I found two things. That's like okay, maybe one or two of those things will happen. But aside from that, I I figured out uh, uh, a bunch of songs that aren't on any of the fundraiser albums yet uh, of mine. And I put up a quick little poll to ask people which ones they'd like me to perform. So if you go to uh, either my Facebook or my Twitter. I just posted a thing today that's like, uh, you know, a, a list of songs that says like, hey, click on this link and vote on this thing. So if you would like to help choose which songs I may be performing at my concert at Virtual Mars Con 2021, go to uh, the Twitter of The Great Luke Ski or to uh, the Facebook page of The Great Luke Ski and you can find the picture that I just put up today and you can vote on it. So please do that. Um, aside from that, I'm just... Uh, Fighting off this intense kitty. Oh my gosh, it's a kitty. Oh my gosh, it's a guy. <laughs> so what have you been up to, Devo? Um, remember last week I said I was doing FOM and I was behind? Yes. I'm even more behind now. Yay! Um, that's basically all I was to report on the FOM front. Um, I the, the big news in my life is I've been learning uh, Native Script, which is a uh, platform for developing mobile apps. Uh, and I'm planning to use it for the FUMFest app for this year. Since um, PhoneGap is kind of no longer a thing, apparently. I wasn't able to get last year's app updated uh, in time for the event. Um, and it looked like PhoneGap was not going to be being supported anymore. So I looked into some alternatives and kind of settled on NativeScript. And I'm, it's, it's going along nicely so far. Um, so I've been spending some time doing that. And for the first time in almost a year, I had to go into the office today to work. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the only reason was I had to take my car in for a recall service, 
and the Toyota place is right near the office, so I was like, oh, I'll just go into the office and work there today, so... So that's what I... It was weird. It was just me and the receptionist in this big empty building. Um, so that's enough out of me. So, uh, Belle Isle Rats, how you guys been? What you been up to? Good. And you saying went into the office sounds like such an old-fashioned phrase these days. It does, yes. <laughs> Yeah, good. Good over here. Although I've been in, I've been in two car accidents since the last show. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, two. Yeah, I mean, you know, nobody was hurt. Everything's okay. The insurance covered it, but it was just like, man, a lot has happened. The first one, this eighty-year-old guy is pulling right in front of me. Luke. It was just, this was at Sherman Way in White Oak. I'm like four tenths of a mile from my house, and this guy, eighty-year-old guy, pulls right in front of me and just smashed into him. My airbags went off on the whole thing, and and then that was October 11th, and then 12:21. I'm just sitting in traffic at Woodman and Van Owen. You know where that is. And I stay waiting for, for a light to change. And this guy just rear ends me. And then he kind of bounces off of my car and he sideswipes the car in front of me. <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, I, I, I literally went for 30 years without so much as a fender bender. And all of a sudden, you know, within two months, bang, bang. Anyway. Well, you know, you're getting caught up, making up for lost time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was some st statistical uh, stuff I need to uh, catch up with, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, you know, we're just doing as well as possible, just hanging in there like everybody else with the pandemic. My daughter's going to online school, uh, you know, um, working. Luckily, my piano tuning work is pretty good. So that's good. You know, can't complain. That's good. Cool. So, Knuckleheads, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, first time. Is this really the 556th show? Yes, it is. We've been doing this yep. since 2010. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like to say this is uh, one of the few podcasts that has more episodes than listeners. <laughs> yeah, Jax went into the office today, too. Oh, did he? <laughs> is he working hard? <laughs> he's a hard worker. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he's uh, he's getting homeschooled, and, uh, but he, he doesn't have school tomorrow, so he oh, can nice. stay up a little bit. Nice. Yes. So, uh, to be here. He's building Legos. Awesome. My youngest was has a was big into Legos for the longest time. We have a huge collection of Legos upstairs. He does too. I'm kind of upset the rest of y'all don't have Legos. Oh my! My daughter's got a ton of them. My daughter buys those little Lego. They're individual scenes and. I tell you, man, I, I never pay much attention to Lego, but if you the, the ones that they make these little scenes are are amazingly detailed. So yeah, they are. A little recording, <laughs> a little recording studio. Yeah, one of them was like a pet salon, and uh, you know, I thought, man, I want to buy stock in the Lego company, but then I found out they're a private company that doesn't sell stock. So, oh wow, yeah. we went to uh, we went to Disney World when he was five, I think, and then when he was six, we went to Legoland, mm. and he went Legoland much better. Um, <laughs> Really, it surprised me. Yeah, but it was it was pretty amazing. Um, I was pretty impressed. Just, my, ca my camera over here kind of sucks, but my finger is pointing at above my TV is the Lego Millennium Falcon hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> nice, excellent. <laughs> so, yeah, when really I when I worked in uh, in New York City, I worked in a building uh, on Fifth and Twenty Third, and the, they opened a Lego store on the first floor of that building. And I was like, oh, I'm going to spend so much money when I go in. <laughs> the stuff, we went to a Lego store in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Yeah, and they had like thousand dollar sets. I mean, it's it ridiculous. Oh yeah, there was some crazy stuff there. Yeah. So you guys posted a song. Yep. Give us give us a quick intro to the song, and we'll give it a listen. What do you say? What's that? What did he say? I don't know. He's busy building something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've made this like pet salon Lego set before. Okay. I built it. I built it in like four minutes. That was real easy. <laughs> What's the biggest thing we ever built? A giant and jogger robot that took us less than a month for our friend to disappear. <laughs> We built a huge Ninjago robot, and his friend destroyed it. He dropped it. He Aww. does that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he does so that. give us a quick intro to the song that you posted, and we'll give it a listen. All right, so this is a song called uh, Ice Cream Girl, and it's with uh, my buddy Stimulator Jones. He um, He's an artist on Stone's Throw Records, and um, we got a lot of listens on Spotify just because he's on it. Yep. So Jack said, well, we need to make – a song all our songs need to have him on it because we get more plays when he's on it <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh we go into an ice cream shop all the time called pops here in Roanoke, virginia and uh we actually had a skit about pops ice cream shop uh on our first album and then we kind of came up with this song uh, i'm good friends with the, the ice cream girl second you start singing it Second you said, hey, I had it stuck in my head. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we had a lot of fun making it. And uh, yeah, Ice Cream Girl. Uh, all right, so here is Ice Cream Girl by Knuckleheads. Hey, yo, Donna, I am a hungry last gorilla with nine butts. That doesn't make any sense. Can you get some ice cream or something? Yep, that's cool. I could go for some ice cream, too. Let's go to Pops. Holy Snapple Cakes. She's beautiful. Hey, yo, this right here is a special dedication to someone very special. Yeah, Vampirina. No. Talk about someone else. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the ice cream girl. I'm standing in line, and you're looking so fine. I'll say another thing that rhymes. I need to make your mind. I see you looking at me, but Stop. you're pretending you're not. I'll take the scoops of your love, put some sprinkles on top. You can put it in a cone, or you can put it in a bowl. Cone. Just put me in your heart and let the love take control. My love is a rocky road, chocolate or vanilla. Well, it's very vanilla, but I mix it up like Zadilla. You're my soft serve, Dairy Queen, I want to be your king. Word to Julie Andrews, you're my favorite thing. Please. And I'll give you a ring, and not just one that decodes. Drop that ice cream on me and have Stevie Alamo. Just follow the blue. Bell and even flyer the briars. What you're serving is cold, but you're hot in the fire. I make me fun when you drop that ice cream in the coat. And could you make this on the house? Cause right now I'm kinda broke, yeah. You're my world, you're my ice cream girl. Ice cream girl, let's let a love unfurl. You're my world, you're my ice cream girl. Ice cream girl, let's let a love unfurl. Jax, Jax, I've told you not to interrupt adults while they're talking. But Dad, you're not even talking. You're just laughing at that girl and she's not even listening. She's listening, I think. You're using words that don't make any sense, like unfurl. Unfurl is a real word. LL Cool J said. No one cares about LL Cool J. Everyone cares about LL Cool J, except for maybe Cool Moody. Well, I came here to get ice cream, not spit game. What do you know about spit game? I 
you're my ice cream girl. I want a waffle Ice cream girl, let's let a love unfurl. So I take it that was uh, Stimulator Jones singing on that song? Yeah, him. Yep, yep. He's uh, He's got a good singing voice. I don't, so I took advantage of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you are, for the people who don't know, you are the rapper from Illbots, or one of them anyway. That is true, yes. Classic yes. nerdcore group. Yep. I think uh, we probably did Nerdapalooza together. Yeah, one of them. Um, I don't remember which one, but I, I was at yeah. 2008. Uh, 2000 was there? Yeah, 2008, nine, and ten, 11. and eleven. I think we did I guess. eleven. I okay. think we did eleven. I think Ian was there. Um, I know Adam Warrock. I was at eleven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was a yeah, good that's time. That's where I got to meet a lot of those guys. Yeah, I've kept up with quite a few. I've kept up with a few. <laughs> Not a lot. That, that was so much fun. I, I still talk to uh, to Hex. Mm-hmm. I do occasionally. Yeah, I, I know we're friends on Facebook, but I haven't seen him show up in a while. So I, I wish I, we could bring him back. Yeah, I do too. Don't think it's ever going to happen. No, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> There's drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I love that in this song you referenced LL Cool J and Cool Mo D beefing. <laughs> the the eight-year-old here probably doesn't get that, and a lot of the kids listening to it probably don't get I think you and I, I are probably it. the only ones on the cast who get that. I don't even know if Luke gets that, and Luke <laughs> is an old that. school. You, do you get that? Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I make kid music for adults. Right. <laughs> By the way, I saw today that uh, I guess LL Cool J is one of the possible inductees to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I hope he gets it. Nice. I hope him and Devo get it. <laughs> All right. Are you happy to see Devo uh, nominated? I'm, I'll, yeah. I mean, I'm, I was never a huge Devo fan, but, you know, I mean, I like their stuff. I just never followed them too much. I'm happy to see much. LL get nominated. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see LL get nominated. One of the uh, happiest days of my life, I saw LL Cool J live. And then afterwards, I tweeted at him, mm-hmm. just thanking him for doing a couple songs that he did. He did some uh, some deep cuts. And a few hours later, I got a notification on my phone. I'm like, oh, I got a tweet. And I looked, I'm like, from LL Cool J? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just tweeted at me and thanked me for coming and what I said. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I, awesome. that's what I love about Twitter is further, you know, you can actually interact with people like that. I saw LL Cool J live, but it was long before Twitter existed. <laughs> well, I saw him twice. I saw him early in the day um, before he was friends with Obama and everything. And he was grinding on every backup dancer and grinding on everything <laughs> on stage and the show was much different than when i saw him a few years ago and uh much tamer <laughs> <laughs> see i saw him 
on um, Run DMC's Raising Hell tour. Uh, nice. He was one of the opening acts, and that was like right around the time Radio came out, his first album. And 85, 86. Yeah, and I remember he was, I mean, he tore up the stage. He was just amazing. And they, he had one of his backup posse members just standing on stage with a boombox, literally not moving, just standing there with a boombox. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what was amazing about him back in the day, uh, you know, it's it's not too uncommon now, but back then it was all rap groups. Mm -hmm. So he was one of the first to actually go out there by himself and do it all by himself. And that, yeah. that was pretty big back then. Yeah, there weren't many of those back then. No, no, because it was all about, you know, Houdini, Run DMC, Beastie Boys. Uh, yeah, that was pretty much that whole tour was Houdini, Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, LL Cool J, and Timex Social Club was that that show. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I don't know why I remember Timex Social Club being the opening act, but yeah. <laughs> but I do. So so Jackie so now you've moved on from Illbots and to you've you've recruited your son into knuckleheads and this is this is what you're doing now. Yeah, we uh, he would come to a few Illbots practices, and uh, he, he wanted to join the group. Nice. And uh, yeah, Illbots was a little dirtier. And uh, <laughs> see, I always I had like, to bribe my kids to get involved with my music. You know, <laughs> hey, you want a cupcake? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so I guess he was three, and I was like, "Well, how about me and you start our own group?" And we wrote this song called, I wrote this song with him called uh, Nana Nana Boo Boo Stick Your Head and Doo Doo. <laughs> and it did pretty well. And he performed pretty well. And then we just kept writing songs. And he's eight years old now. We've just kind of stuck with it. Got two albums. Um, like when he first started, I was three. Yep. And I've been doing this for five years. Yep, that's true. And he's, he's so funny. We, we were practicing one time. And uh, his little friend came downstairs. And he was probably you five. You mean not? One time, every time. But his little friend tried to grab the mic, and my son, who was five years old at the time or so, he was like, now this is serious. We're practicing. We're in a band. This isn't play. This is serious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're writing songs about ice cream girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I joke about it because we, you know, we're a kids group, I guess, but we don't make songs like the Wiggles. There's, yeah, there's nothing. We're not telling kids to brush their teeth and go to bed on time, and it, we mostly sing about poop and <laughs> <laughs> you know the actual usual stuff that eight year olds like. Make, yes, we make actual good kids songs. Actual good kid songs, yes. <laughs> like, of, remember lot... every single time when we're done, like Cohen will go in the basement and try to do it with us. Yeah. Lots of fart jokes. I was thinking it would be I great if you guys open for the Aquabats. What's that? I, I was thinking you guys would be a great act to open for the Aquabats. Yes, that, that would be amazing. Who's that? Aquabats, <laughs> comedy kind of punk band. I saw them on a Warp Tour. Never heard. Yeah, that would be it. Well, we want to battle the Wiggles one day. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. Yes. That would be an LL Cool J versus Cool Mo D level battle going on between Knuckleheads and the Wiggles. 
That would be awesome. That would. Are the, are the Wiggles still around anymore? My daughter used to watch them on uh, Sprout Network. I think it was long ago. Are I, they I, are they still a thing? I was curious. I didn't know either, and I looked them up recently. And yes, they're, they're still big. I, I think they've replaced all the original members. So I guess they're like the kid Menudo. <laughs> yeah. <I'm gonna> say. <laughs> <laughs> like a revolving door. You know, it's a franchise. They have a revolving door of members. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Martin's not with them anymore. But. Yeah. Well, and apparently, so the Wiggles, I noticed, have their own Facebook page, but then, like, the different color was, like, the blue wiggle, the green wiggle, whatever. They have their separate Facebook pages, too. Well, of course. So certain ones are more popular than others. Didn't they all do solo albums, too, at some point? I don't know. Yeah, like the Kiss. Uh, <laughs> like the Kiss solo albums. They all came out at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Yeah, I have a question for Jax. I'm kind of curious about something. Um, are you able to see my screen well? No. Uh, if, I, if I continue talking, can you see what's on my screen? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, do you recognize that cartoon character there? No. Oh, okay. Actually, I don't either. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Who is it? It's a character named Vamber from a show called Mighty Magiswords that uh, was created by TV's Kyle, who's another one of the members of the Fump. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, I got to work on the show as a storyboard artist, and we were both voice actors on it. So uh, it's it's this, it was meant to be for ages uh, six to eleven on Cartoon Network. So it's currently on Hulu and uh, and HBO Max. So if you felt like checking out a show that's you know, that demographic and go check it out. <laughs> What's it called again? Mighty Magiswords. So okay. it's like mighty like Mighty Mouse and then Magiswords is like magic swords, but without the C and you make it one word, Magiswords. <laughs> nice. So anyway. Yeah, we'll check that out. It's quite good. And Jax is the target demographic, you know. Nice. Usually yeah, Luke and I are just talking about it because we watch it, but... <laughs> It's obnoxious. You'll love it. <laughs> we watch a lot of Teen Titans. We actually got a new song coming out called uh, When I Grow Up, I Want to Be a Teen Titan. Well, the thing is, there's no way to not watch a lot of Teen Titans if you have Cartoon Network. It's great. <laughs> See, I, I, yeah, Teen Titans Go is a very funny show, but Teen Titans Go is also the reason why you haven't heard of Mighty Magiswords because it's literally 40% it's literally of... Of Cartoon Network's daytime schedule is reruns of Teen Titans Go because it's yeah. the highest rating show on the network and it, it's it's their money cow, it's their cash machine, and so they just you know they've made over two hundred episodes and they just keep showing it and showing it and showing it. So it's kind of like a kind of like Forensic Files for HLN. That's like not, you know ninety percent Forensic Files on HLN, <laughs> same type of thing. Two hundred in season three and there's five. Who's your favorite Teen Titan? Beast Boy. Yeah, he's he's pretty popular. Yeah, I think I, I like Raven the most. I think. <laughs> what do you? Like, we, like we have those talks a lot. Like, who could win in a fight? Beast Boy, <laughs> Cyborg. And... <laughs> so far, Cyborg and Starfire have won the most. <laughs> yeah, he plays the uh, Teen Titan games on uh, on his phone. He's downloaded a bunch of Teen Titans. Teen Titans do a figure. Yeah. Is that a Peter and the Wolf vinyl he's sitting on? Teen Titans 3. You never bought a Teen Titans versus. 
We just bought the Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go movie. Oh, That's yeah. That was before COVID, 70 million years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, kid. My God, this has been a long year. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be... The opening dialogue on the next uh, album. In the time before COVID, 70 million years ago. <laughs> 70 million years ago. The Wiggles emerged. Who would fight these Wiggles? <laughs> the Wiggles caused COVID. That's what I'm going to say. It wasn't the bat. It was the Wiggles. <laughs> That's as good an explanation as any. destroy them. <laughs> The Wiggles must be destroyed. Titan Sour? Oh, hey, I wanted to congratulate you guys. You uh, made Dr. Demento's top 10 with your. uh, And we made it what made Jack have. Jax loves the Insane Ian song. I bet it can eat more waffles than you. (laughs) He loves that song. So the fact that they both of those songs made the top 10, and I think they played them right after each other, that that made his day. Yeah, it it was sweet. I, I was so happy to. To, to see you guys uh, make the chart, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was great. And I think y'all are playing that song uh, on the Fump a uh, couple weeks. Yeah, that's coming up in a, a, a few weeks. I think I'm not. I don't remember it went offhand, but uh, yeah, that one's coming up too. Yeah, I'm excited. Peed in my pants. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Stop! Typical, you're gonna get kicked uh, out of the band. Typical interview. Let's <laughs> Stop kicking me in the face. Kim and I don't don't break up because of creative differences and band infighting now. Yeah. You know, keep it keep it chill. <laughs> Try to get along, you know. Don't be like Axel Rose, you know. Come on. <laughs> yeah. He, he's George Michael. I'm the other guy from Wham. <laughs> Andrew Ridley. I'm gonna be phased out. No one's going to know who I am. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so both of those songs are on the new album of Mo Money, Mo Legos. Stop. No. And we actually sent it to Lego to see what they would say. Nothing. Well, I got two responses from two different people. The first person uh, liked it and said, thanks for sending it. The second person said, you can't use our name. Uh, we're... Uh, a, comp- a trademark. We can sue you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, we don't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't matter. They have to defend their trademark or they risk losing it. So, yeah. It's like, I don't think we're going to ruin that for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes I get bummed out that, you know, I never got, you know, in, in any way actually famous, but then I realized, you know, Man, the creative freedom that comes with not with nobody knowing who you are. <laughs> you just do whatever you want. Yeah, there is a Actually, certain advantage to that. Luke, I saw you on the uh, Dr. Demento documentary. So you are famous. Which which one? The the one Amanda made? <laughs> it's on YouTube. Um, I don't know. I watched it the other night. It's was like it an the, hour long. Was it the, yeah, the, the behind the behind dementia? Yes. That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Amanda. The, the, like she has a she has a she has footage of me performing at um, at Alcon '98, 
and the, and but she has a bunch of interviews with other people. And I found out the reason why Amanda didn't like set up an interview with me is because that was she was filming that in secret right when my father passed away, and she didn't want to bother me when I was dealing with with all of that. So it's like you know, it's like I understand why she didn't, but part of me is just still like. Ah. She should have called me, man. <laughs> I would love to. would have wanted me to be in that, Amanda. <laughs> I was wondering, because I saw you perform, and I figured they'd interview you, too. Yeah. I mean, Amanda was on the show last week because she did a song that's up there now. Yep. So, yep. Now, she did the song about the, uh, the Capitol riot. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Indeed. All right, so um, you have anything you'd like to plug? I know you guys have an album out we just mentioned. Yeah, uh, Mo Money, Mo Legos. And uh, actually, I don't know if you heard on Dr. Demento, he called it a No Money, No Legos, which (laughs) 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 I was like, eh, close enough. (laughs) And it's true. No Money, No Legos. Yeah. But yeah, it's on Spotify. It's on Bandcamp, uh, Amazon, all that stuff. Um, Yeah. All right. And we had the first album's called uh, No Sleep Till Bedtime, and that's uh, that's available too. <laughs> I love that. I that's, love that title. That's yeah, so great. That is great. <laughs> yeah, now he was on No Sleep Till Bedtime. I think he was three or four and five on those songs. This one, he's uh, six, seven, and eight. But uh, And keep in mind that three-year spread is an eternity for somebody that young. Yes. Yes, no, but the material hasn't matured it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it really hasn't matured from Illbots. It's just not as many bad words. Mm. <laughs> nice. All right, cool. So uh, we're going to move on to the news and, and interview the Belle Isle Rats. You're welcome to stick around, or if you need to put the kid to bed, you're welcome to take off. Um, but either way, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you all. Good to see you guys. You too. Thanks for having us. Well, thanks for coming on. All right, let's do some news. The world's longest running comedy music concert series is coming from inside your house. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that went to a dark place. <laughs> Virtual MarsCon 2021 is taking place online for free on March 12th, 13th, and 14th. Hi, MarsCon. <laughs> This year's event will have live stream performances by The Great Luke Ski, Devo Spice, Worm Quartet, Insane Ian, TV's Kyle and Lindzilla, Il Nage, Beth Kinderman, Tom Smith, Throwing Toasters, Amy Engelhart, and AMA interview with Ookla the Mop. And this year's music guest of honor, Robbie Ellis. We'll also be doing a virtual Q&A with the man who has been playing drums in Weird Al Yankovic's band for over 40 years, John Bermuda Schwartz. Drum for info on how to watch, go to MarsCon.com. And for info on the comedy music track, go to MarsConComedy.com. And uh, do watch out for flying lobsters. Thanks for listening, funny music fans. And I hope to see you all at Virtual MarsCon 2021. Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. In the news, uh, last I heard, Psycho Stick is scheduled to begin season three of their online concert series next Thursday, February 18th, so be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm not sure what the status is of their guitarist, Josh. He's reportedly off at Space Camp or something, Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Maybe he'll be back. All right. um, Some time ago, I teased that we were working on a comedy music spreadsheet 
That is now finally available to the public over at thefump.com. Right now it's uh, the latest item in the news section, and it will forever live in the blue column on the right-hand side just below the FumpFest link. I may find a better home for it at some point in the future, but for now that will do. Uh, 2020 releases are on there, as are 2021 releases. That's all up to date to the best of my knowledge. Um, I'm hoping somebody, not me, uh, will go and fill in some past years. Uh, so check that out. That'll be it's a really cool resource. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> and the Gothicals Kickstarter is up to seven thousand seven hundred and fifty-four dollars. They have ten days left to go on their campaign. If you would like to get involved, head over to Kickstarter.com and search for Animal Songs by the Gothicals. All right, Luke, you got any MarsCon stuff to talk about? Um. Let me check my update to see if there was anything in it that uh, y'all didn't already know from the last week. Um, You all know that. Oh, I should plug. um, So we're doing the whole Q&A with John Rebuter-Schwartz. And the whole, the way we're going to do the Q&A is that we're going to get the questions ahead of time so that myself and Stephanie Wilde, who are going to be hosting it, can kind of vet the questions and set them up ahead of time. So far, we've had one question. Guess who it was from? Me. Yes, it was from you, Devo Spice. So, if you would like to submit the second question or another question beyond that uh, for John Rita Schwartz, uh, go to uh, MarsConComedy.com and um, uh, basically, uh, let me think. What's the what's the fastest way to explain this? <laughs> I should go to the website myself and see where I put that link so it's easy to find. Uh, go to. Um, Actually, yeah, both in performers, it, at the very uh, bottom of the list, it has John Rita Schwartz, and there's a link that says Ask Bermuda. And also on the page that says Other Events, uh, it's actually at the top there. So, yeah, at the you know, there's a paragraph about John, and at the end, end of the paragraph says Ask Bermuda. So, yeah, go to MarsConComedy.com, click on the Other Events page, and you'll see the link for Ask Bermuda. It'll take you to a form you can fill out and send that question in, and... Uh, if, 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 it, if it passes our scrutinous scrutiny, um, <laughs> uh, we will ask it to John during our uh, during the event. So um, and um, I'm basically not going to be advertising this to like, you know, the hardcore Weird Al fan community for a while because I want to let you. That's right. You, the people who listen to the Funkcast and are part of this little bubble community, you get first crack at asking questions to John. So when it gets to be. Maybe within a couple of weeks, I'll start plugging it and, and telling people at, like, you know, the Weird Al fan forums, like, hey, you want to ask a question to John? Go here. But you guys get the first dibsies. So, uh, yeah, MarsConComedy.com uh, and look, uh, go to other events. The thing about John at the bottom in red, it says Ask Bermuda and click on that link. Do All you right. have uh, um, another link for asking questions for Ookla the Mock? I was just going to do the Ookla the Mock because they're doing it like AMA style. So I thought those were supposed to kind of come in live like randomly. Okay. So um, I don't know, unless you think I should. but <laughs> No, that's fine. Uh, Brett G was asking how they how they submit questions. Uh, so I was just passing that along. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Ookla the Mock AMA will just happen in real time in whatever chat room we're using um, uh, at the time, um, which will be chaotic. But that, I think that's the way AMAs are supposed to go. Um, Generally. So, yeah. And... Um, Nobody has bought the fundraiser since last week, so <laughs> that's the same. <laughs> um, yeah, and as I said before, I got the audio promos and the video promos up at uh, the website. If you want to uh, use them on your shows, uh, please do. Um, oh, the, the Luke's Key Top 50, that's something new I can uh, promote. 
is uh, I finally put it up at my website because uh, I, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to make it a priority. And then I was just like, ah, the hell with it. It's been long enough. I might as well take the time and make the page and put it up. So I've put the page up at, uh, at the great Lukeski.com in the top menu bar there. It says Lukeski top 50 and you can see how the songs ranked. I'll, I'll read off like, Oh, how about I'll read the top 10 just for the heck of it. Uh, number one is Grease Wars. So <laughs> basically Grease Wars and Sting Like a Hobbit have been kind of going back and forth for the most part for number one. So this time around, Grease Wars took the top slot with Sting Like a Hobbit taking number two. You Don't Know Jack at number three. What's Up Spock at number four. Fanboy at number five. Insane and the Brain at number six. When You Wish Upon a Death Star at number seven. Snoopy the Dog at number eight. It's a Fanboy Christmas at number 9, and It's a Fanboy Christmas 2, The Wrath of Claws, at number 10. So uh, you can check out the rest there. I think that's a pretty solid, reasonable top 10 for, you know, the the legacy of me. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I, I'm. Uh, it's like I'm a little bummed that the newer songs didn't, you know, rank as high, because, like, Candy Bars is number 18, Twilight Zone is number 19, and then I'm Vamber Warrior is number 38, and small small round Yoda just eked its way on at number fifty. So <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, I'm trying to get put out my next album. It'll be called the album that isn't as good as all the other albums. <laughs> <laughs> and how will that okay. rank with worst album ever? I, I don't know. <laughs> Ironically, worst album ever is one of people's favorite albums of mine. Anyway, um, <laughs> and that that should be a million seller from the titles alone. From yeah. the titles alone, that thing should be a smash. So, um, oh, and I just because my next album is going to be if 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 things work out the way I want to, the next album is going to be called Needlessly Meta, uh, which was named by Paul from Paul and Storm at Mm Fest. So I need to get his permission because I want to use that soundbite as the opening track. And then the next album after that will be my thirteenth album. So I'm thinking of titling that one Triska (laughs) Decamania. Or I could just name it 13 because nobody's going to know how to spell Triskaidekamania. Yeah. Um, let's see. That's all right. One of my favorite albums uh, recently showed up on uh, Spotify. It's called Necrotism, Discanting the Insalubrious by Carcass. <laughs> so try finding that one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all I got. So Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, tour dates. Tour dates. Uh, on Fridays on YouTube, Carla Ulbrich. On Thursdays on YouTube, Virtual Comedy Club. I'm sorry, on Thursdays at virtualcomedyclub.com, Steve Goody. On Sundays on YouTube, Escape from the Secret Lab with Dr. Pinkerton. And coming up on the 20th online somewhere is The Gothsicles. And coming up on the 14th, happy birthday to Bad Beth from Bad Beth and Beyond. And coming up on the 9th, uh, happy birthday to Killy Dwight. No, then 9th is wrong, but her birthday is coming up. Maybe it's the 19th. I'm not sure. But sometime in the next week, happy birthday to Killy Dwyer. All right. Uh, so, Rats, welcome back. Hey, glad to be back. All right, so give us a quick intro to this song. We'll give it a listen. Okay, well, this is a song that a lot of us can relate to. You know, you wake up in the morning, you've got a bump on your shoulder, and then as each passing day goes by, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You figure you're just going to like see how it goes, but then one day a head pops out, and if that's not bad enough, the head starts talking to you and it has differing political opinions in you. So you spend your whole time arguing with the head about, you know, different political opinions. You know, we've all been there. So uh, and this is this is a song about that situation and about how it was resolved. Very relatable. 
Here is I Grew a Second Head by the Belle Isle Rats. Well, it started as a mole, but soon grew out of control. By Monday, it had wicked morning breath. By Friday, it was talking, and no amount of walking could remove me from this faith I was then death. And now it's a two times the pain, a two times the check, the freak all I've become. A two times the self-deprecation, the lost in temptation, and I wish that I was dead since I grew a second head. His sarcasm was biting Every moment we were fighting Suffering radical opinions was not fun Be it climate change or God Race relations or jihad Yeah, he was to my left in more ways than one And now it's a two times the pain Two times the check The freak all I've become Two times the self-deprecation This isn't gonna work, no way This isn't gonna fly, no son I'm gonna punch the next pathetic slug Who tells me two heads are better than one Yes, I know it was extreme Meeting with that rogue regime and explaining this had gone on far too long Did it hurt the answers? Yes And it made an awful mess But two minutes and one steak knife and he was gone <laughs> Now no more Two times the pain Two times the check The freak all I've become Two times the self-deprecation The lost to temptation Now I'm Second Helps if I unmute myself. Um, so are those live strings on that song? No, those are uh, those are sampled strings. Oh, okay. Um, I forget where they came from, but that they're sampled. I'm way too cheap to hire real string players. So. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask because that that would be tough to pull off, um, especially with the COVID everything happening. But it sounds sounds fantastic musically. This is really interesting. You know, it started as just a guitar riff. I just I just played the guitar riff one day, and that doesn't sound like a rat's thing because it could be any number of different things that I do. But then after a while, I thought, no, I, I came up with the idea of the growing the second head and thought, Hey, it might be a good mix. So uh, it just came together that way. The music came first. I think, I think it was guitar riff, then title, then lyrics. And then, you know, Tom came out and did his thing. I think you played, um, 
I think you played drum. You, you played hi hat and kick on this with no snare. Kind of. I remember very little about actually recording, but I kind of half remember using the egg shakers. To yeah, and I remember custom background. And man, when I haven't heard this in a long time, it sounds like you were channeling Jacob Dylan when you were singing. Yeah, I don't know. If it was, it was purely unintentional. But then, and you did you did bongos. I remember we did. You, there's the only song you've ever played bongos on, and I think I think there's a cajon in there too. So anyway, it was just, just, you know, some weird little thing. I mean, we try to do different stuff and this certainly fit that category. And, um, you know, the really weird thing about this is this is the second song I've heard about growing a second head on your shoulder. Really? Get out. <laughs> There's one from, it was either 1989 or 1990. There was a speed metal comedy band called Scatterbrain. They did a song called I'm with Stupid. And it was like, I've grown stupid, happened overnight. I'm a stupid, he's with me, you know. And it's it's literally about growing a second head as like karma for being an asshole to all the people your whole life. Um and, and so when I'm listening to this song and I'm like, Wow, I like I know I know you guys have probably never heard that song, but I was like, Wow, they really channeled scatterbrain somehow. <laughs> well, we need to retroactively take court action against them if that's the case. <laughs> Right. Gotta go back in time and, you know. <laughs> no, I never. I, there was that, I was going to say the not, not exactly the same thing, but there's a song uh, on one of Dr. Mel's basement tapes by a group called Twang Bang called I'd Love My Baby If She Had Two Heads. Oh, so yeah. Like guy, I remember that. A guy, yes. singing, a guy singing to his two headed girlfriend, you know, about how much he loves her. So. <laughs> so this is kind of an undercurrent in dementia here, this idea of two heads. I mean, we just kind of tapped into it in our way, and other people have tapped into it their way. Mm -hmm. So, you know. We had no idea what world we were entering. No. <laughs> oh, I wow. think you knew what you were getting yourself into. No. <laughs> this sounds like the setup for like a, oh, who's that weird thing for, ah, the actor. I can't remember his name. Dang it. He's known for kind of chewing the scenery. He would be in it with the two heads. He was in Air or Con Air. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. I can just see him as just overacting and just. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> you mean Spider Noir? <laughs> <laughs> There's another head. There's another head. I you can guys see ever that. need someone to rap like Nicholas Cage? <laughs> Isn't there a movie where a head grows out of somebody? Was, uh, there's a there's an old B horror movie called The Thing with Two Heads. Um, there's also The Brain That Wouldn't Die. What the hell? I know there's a couple of like two headed things. And I like the the I think the thing with two heads is like a 1950s film. So it's like the special effects are literally like one guy standing behind the other, like putting his head on his shoulder, you know, trying to make it look like his head is attached. Speaking of old. Speaking of old B movies, uh, one of my piano tuning customers is this place called Gold Diggers uh, Studio in in Hollywood, mm -hmm. and they bought the play. The room where their tracking room is is the old room where Ed Wood filmed Plan Nine from Outer Space. Oh wow! <laughs> it's that same. It's Dang. that. It's that space, and and that that's you know they they put that in their literature and stuff, and it's it's a really cool tracking with big huge stone walls, but that's that's where some serious history was made in that yeah. place. That is hallowed ground. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I, one thing that nothing to do with the song, but one little quick piano tuning story. My very first tuning this year was none other than Vanna White. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And check this out. I had no idea it was her when I got there because she didn't make the appointment. Her boyfriend made the appointment. I get there and she's she's standing there. She looks like a little old lady when you see her in person. And she's like really friendly. She's guiding me into the driveway and stuff like that. Come on in. Can I get you some water, some coffee? Super, super friendly. Had no idea the whole time it was her. Could I had no idea. Finally, I didn't realize until I get back out to my car and I look at the check and it's Vanna White Productions signed Vanna White. And I'm thinking, that was freaking Vanna White. So... Anyway, little little fun fact for you there. Nice. She didn't like so walk over like, to the piano and go, "Here's the piano." Ding, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I gotta go. I gotta figure out a way to go back there though, because if I had known, I'd have totally done a selfie, which she would have totally done, because she couldn't have been more friendly. I mean, she was just—I mean, literally, she's greeting me at the driveway, showing me how where to park. Or you you hit one of the keys and she turns the thing to reveal what note you played. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah exactly yeah anyway oh, awesome. completely unrelated to the song but that's uh, fine we go off yeah, in all she, kinds she of she only tangents. has one head right yes she does okay. yes Just making sure not sure about Last pat sajak but uh vanna only has one head when i was there it was only one head what it is now i don't know but... so um, there's I'm... really not a whole else, else to say about the song um I'm curious. You said uh, this was like the only song that Tom's ever played banjo, uh, not banjos, bongos on, but you have bongos to play, right? Yeah. Uh, is it on? Are you good? Huh? Yeah, we just didn't. Most of the songs don't really call for bongos. You can let yourself in on the computer. It in just there. seemed very appropriate on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got something else going on. That's all right. That's um, fine. So, uh, yeah, no. Well, we uh, there actually at my church we've got we've got percussion instruments here, and oh, okay. I think I mentioned last time we had a we have a cajon, mm-hmm. which I actually have up there, and, and it's it's hard to mic that thing. I mean, it sounds it's it sounds really good when you play it. I don't know what a cajon is. I know what cajones are. I don't know what a cajon is. I happen to have it right here. This is a cajon. Whoa! Oop! You right? Nope, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. As if I can do anything, I'm three thousand miles away. What is it? You you sit on it like this. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Down here is the kick drum sound. Up here is the snare. Cool. Yes. Yeah, I'm familiar with those. I just didn't didn't know what they were called. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh. Looking towards the future, I do have an idea for one of the tracks we're going to record where it's kind of a, wasn't it kind of a Dixieland? Not Dixieland. What was it? What kind of well, song? We, we have this new song. We're working on new stuff right now. We have this song called My Zamboni. And the Zamboni is like the back to the, it's like the DeLorean. It's a, it's a Zamboni, but it goes back into space and time. <laughs> And the idea is like this this woke guy from the twenty from the twenty twenty one keep goes back in a time and tells people what they shouldn't be doing, you know, because it doesn't fit with twenty twenty one. That's the whole idea. How do you back. get the Zamboni up to eighty eight miles an hour? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and that one uh it's it's a it's kind of a hard rock thing, and then it goes into this full on clarinet Dixieland thing. Nice. Like I I don't know if you ever heard there's this woman named Doreen who plays uh, uh you should check her out on YouTube. She's amazing. She's this She's a black woman who plays in New. She's a street performer in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Plays clarinet like you cannot believe. I mean, she's seriously. Do a Google search on Doreen New Orleans clarinet, and she is astounding. I mean, she's one of my favorite musicians in the world. So I was trying to do a little section imitating her. So, yeah. 
But I but, looked it up because I didn't know squat about Dixieland drumming. So I found, like, you can find anything on YouTube. Yep. Found a nice this older dude just demonstrating, and I thought, I got that. And then there's one. Gonna, we're going to try to take Octopad and just plug in a bunch of different bells and and wood blocks to for for one little section where it'll sound more authentic that way cool yeah so are you guys recording separately or are you going to get together we'll get together well right now basically what i do is i, I come up with what i call this the skeleton of the song just enough for him to come in and put his drums down and then after he leaves i put all the vocals and stuff on there mm -hmm. so i've been sending him mp3s back and forth we got about six songs we got my zamboni and we have a we're going to write a song called Canadian geese because I think it's high time. Those geese got some representation in music. You know, <laughs> I mean, you never think about Canadian geese, but damn it. There, there should be song about, you know, I, I see them every day, right? Luke, you probably see me drive by the Van Nuys golf course there at Burbank and Balboa. There's yeah. always Canadian geese. I'm thinking someone needs to sing about them. Someone needs to be their voice. <laughs> and that's going to be us. They've been systemically ignored. Those migratory birds. <laughs> yeah. And then we have another funk song called Nathan's Resealable Bag. And that's going to be kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, 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 like what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction? Never says. You never find out what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. And we never really, really can find out what's in Nathan's bag either, but it'll make a fun song. So we've been going back and forth with stuff, and it's going to come out sometime in the next month or two here and lay it down. Yeah, I love that you can oh, do a song about anything with comedy music. Like, yeah, a song about a resealable bag, sure. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Keeps it interesting. I mean, since we don't we didn't we, other people have got the parody thing covered, so, you know, we don't we just write about whatever stupid thing we can think of at the time. Whatever whatever the brain regurgitates to sing about that day, whether it's Canadian geese, Nathan's resealable bag or Zambonis or Wilford Brimley. That's who it yep. was. Thank you, Wildcard in the chat. Reminded me, Zaphod Beeblebrox from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy has two heads. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but okay. Oh, okay, okay. You, yeah, you gotta either... Maybe a generational thing, I don't know. Read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, or uh, the movie's pretty good, but it doesn't follow the story, the, the book, too closely. I mean, it's, it, I enjoyed it, but... Um, yeah. But yeah, it's... it. Uh, or there's, there's an audio drama of it. It's It's just a Brilliant there was a TV piece of show work. too. <laughs> it was a TV show, yes. I never saw the TV show, so I can't comment on that. But um, yeah, it's brilliant stuff. It really is. Oh, we'll have to check it out. But right. you know, that's basically what's what's going on here. Just you know, Tom, how's you're still working at the winery up there in Walla Walla? Yep. During the winter, it's just one day a week. But what? And I also got this other thing on the side where I deliver vehicles. Remember, I came down your way back in yeah. November. I just got back from Denver late, well, really, really, really early yesterday. They delivered a vehicle out there and then flew back. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad way to earn a few bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like traveling, well, getting paid for it. I did the exact opposite when I bought, when I bought a car uh, years ago. I, I flew to Kentucky and drove it back. I had a roommate who used to do that. They call that they call that a deadhead deal. Where you you'd uh, you they you just get they pay you to drive a car up there. You know if you're like he he was in L.A. and he'd be going to San Francisco. And so I don't know if they still do that or not. But I, well, I guess that's kind of what you do, right? Yeah. Well, they, I, they told me when I was in Detroit. The guy said there's some people that work because you don't get told where you're going to go. You have to accept the job they offer you. 
Mm-hmm. And if you, if you take it, you take the gig, you're fine. But you said some people only take it once or twice a year. They'll wait till a vehicle's going to where they were hoping to go. And it's a way to get out to where they were going to vacation anyways. So they're getting paid to travel where they were going to go on vacation. <laughs> well, maybe that's how you can get, maybe that's how you can get down here when we record. Possibly. Who knows? Who knows? Consider that. And to I'm throw your drums in the trunk. And another big thing that when I come out, I'll be able to bring one of my snares. So we'll have, hopefully, a rip and snare sound on this upcoming track. Nice. Because <laughs> all, all my drum hardware has been sitting in the garage, and it's all rusted out. So it's all it's basically ruined, unfortunately. Aww. Ah, we'll make it work. Ah. I was originally going to bring my whole kit. And I'm just thinking, ah, I'll travel light. Just a snare, maybe some cymbals. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> cool all right so you guys got anything you'd like to plug just the same old thing bellislerats.com i mean uh you know our stuff is like like everybody else we're on spotify apple music youtube um with all the other 17 billion other artists out there right so uh (laughs) you know luckily we don't crave fame and fortune because if we did we'd be screwed yeah you you can't crave we do it like we all do it for the love and, you know, the comedy market being small that it is. Uh, but still, you know, this this is fun. This is cool to do. Yeah, you can't and, crave uh, fame and fortune when you do comedy music. It just it doesn't work. Weird Al's the only one that's pulled it off. Yep. So <laughs> anyway, but no, that that's really about it. Um, I, I keep thinking we got to do some more promotion, more, more promotion. But I don't know. I just never do with life is just pulling you this way and that way. So it's like, yeah, I'm the same way. The demented music kind of takes a backseat to everything else because it's not—it's not ringing your bell. So, but we still love doing it, and um, it's good to be part of this community. And uh, I get it—you know—I hear such cool stuff on the Fump. I listen to the song every week, and you know, <laughs> there's some really cool stuff on there. Thank you. I enjoy it myself. I'm still cracking up over when you wish upon a Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the greatest titles ever. Seriously. That- <laughs> Well, it's it's on the fump. Look it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's it's one of my proudest achievements. Um, <laughs> if you as you, well it should be. Have you seen the video I made for it? No. Yeah. Uh, go to um, or just do just on YouTube. Do a search for you know Luke Ski when you push one Death Star and yeah, you're looking for the one that has like drawn cartoon images, not the one that's just a static shot of the castle. okay yeah but that wouldn't be much of a video yeah (laughs) i I put that one up just to get something up there quickly when i got the thing done but then several months later i was finally able to draw all this stuff and put these images to the song and it came out really great so um when you thought when you thought of that title did you just know that you struck gold well it was more like uh okay me and uh, and and my my wife at the time, Sarah, were uh, literally we were like literally having a vacation in Disney. It was, I believe, the day before Halloween uh, in in 2012, and uh, and um, sitting there and like you know I, I I would get alerts on my phone when you know news would break, and I looked at my phone and it's like Disney to buy Lucasfilm for four billion dollars, and I was like, oh wow, that's an interesting development, you know. And it was weird being right there at Disney, and then over the course of that day and a half or more, I just got people emailing me and texting me constantly because I had previously done a song about when Disney bought Marvel called Marvel Poppins to the tune of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So I'm like, are you going to do it about Disney buying Star Wars? Are you going to do it? And I was just kind of like, 
eh, I don't know. I've done a lot of Star Wars songs. I don't really know if I should go back there again. And then, you know, within that day or so, I got an email from Dr. D. And he was like, um, hey, uh, you think you're going to do something? And I'm like, okay, fine. If Dr. Demento himself is messaging me to say, hey, you should do something with this, I should do something with this. So then I decided to make it a medley. And, you know, fairly shortly after that, like looking at Disney songs and Star Wars things, it's like, oh, when you wish one a Death Star, perfect. That's going to be the, the lead off to the bit. And um, yeah, and the funny thing is, um, I mean, we, I managed to get that song out like three weeks. So it was like the end of 2012. Um, and uh, you know how like if you're looking at Facebook or whatever, there's like all there's like all these T-shirts that will like, you know, come up that are, you know, tuned to whatever algorithms, you know, say like, oh, this person likes Digital Underground. Here, I'll put all these Humpty Hump T-shirts in his feed or whatever. So I saw at least five different versions of a When You Wish Upon a Death Star t-shirt uh, that came, you know, in the months following. So, you know, I'm not trying to say that they all stole that idea from me or whatever, you know, but with, with there being five of them, I have to assume at least one of them did. And of course, everybody's like contacting me like, look, did you see this shirt? And I'm like, yeah, I know. I've seen the shirts. I've seen all the shirts. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> you threw a you threw a pebble into the pond of the universe and it spread out. And now I'm picturing Luke writing the song like one of those high school tests where you match A with B and it's like okay this goes with this and this goes, Star Wars on one side Disney on the other that goes with that that goes with that that goes with that. It's you're you're not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some just came to me like oh that's yeah that boom and the other things were were a little bit more difficult but uh. Yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> goofy, uh, I've never. What'd you say, Tom? About Goofy the Hut. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a big Star Wars guy, but we, we did we did manage to get to Disneyland and do the see the Star Wars thing before the pandemic hit. That was that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. My oh, daughter so. got to ride the Millennium Falcon twice in a row because nice. someone let her do it. Oh. And I did I did enjoy the blue milk, the seven dollar blue milk you can get there. It's good. <laughs> it is. It's cool. I mean, it's, re it's really well done. They have blue and they have green. So yes, you know. I'll try the green next time. But I don't know what it is. It's odd, but it's good. I don't know what what it is, but it's good. It's kind of coconut flavored a little bit. I was trying to put my finger on what it tastes like. I couldn't. Like, I don't. I don't know what this is. It's like a fruit juice kind of, but not like a fruit juice and milk kind of, but not really. It's just anyway. <laughs> I liked it. All right, uh, so let's do some feedback. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. <laughs> All right, Eclectic Lee wrote, I hear that, Luke Ski, but I've actually already got Y Fidelity. Thanks. And then Lee followed up with, Also, Devo, I don't know where you got the idea that the Brobdingnagian and Bards album, I Will Not Sing Along, just came out. I got a physical copy at, Mark, at a Mark Gunn concert just as the pandemic was starting. It was last year. It was the last event I did. The Bandcamp page says February 2nd, 2020. Did you try to drag us back a year? 
Um, no, God forbid. Absolutely not. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I saw it come up somewhere that like now available something. It might have been an ad that Mark was running or something like that. But uh, but like I said, I thought it had already come out. but And apparently it did. All right. And that is all the feedback we got for this week. So. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah. Tomorrow's song is by a new artist. So we'll have another debut next week on the show. And Tuesday's song is by Steve Goody. And next week's Spotify playlist topic is songs about music. Or songs about songs, actually. (laughs) All right. That's it. Um, Knuckleheads are on uh, Bandcamp at knuckleheads.bandcamp.com. That's knuckleheads with a Z. Belle Isle Rats, plug yourself one more time. BelleIsleRats.com, B-E-L-L-E-I-S-L-E-R-A-T-S.com. Check it out when you've got nothing better to do with your life. All right. Let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. I'm Luke Ski. And there's a couple of rats. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefump.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week where you'll hear Luke Ski say... Uh, go ask Bermuda questions at marsconcomedy.com and other events. Ask Bermuda. Yay! <laughs>